0: Hi, it's Maryam. Um, I'd like to continue where we left off yesterday about the koach of Emunah bitachon. And firstly, I'd like to read out from the Ramban at the end of Precious Bo, who says so beautifully that the kavana of all the mitzvos is shenamim day Love Shuhu Branu. So this is the kavanah of all the mitzvahs that Hashem gave us, is in order to have emuna in Hashem and to thank Hashem that He created us. The kavanah This is the kavanah of the entire creation. She'ein utam acher rishona. There is no other reason, ta'am, purpose in this first creation. V'ein kel elyon Milvad she'yeda ha'adam, l'elokav shebra'o. Meaning this is what Hashem's desire is batachtonim, with man, this is Hashem's desire for man, for yidden, is that we should know Hashem, knowing, meaning emuna, know Hashem, the yodelah elokav shebrao and we should thank Hashem. So when we think about this, it's really a tall order, meaning when a person is being a kind of mitzvah, the kavana ultimately, of every mitzvah, and we know this is a connection to Hashem, but the Ramban really is telling us much more than that. It's not just this connection to Hashem, it's in emunah in Hashem, it's supposed to bring us to emunah and Hashem, And the second stage is the hodah. And we'll see, right, Hashem, hopefully we'll get to hodah as well. But this is a kavanah of all mitzvos. And if we're not actually connecting to these two kavanas, the purpose of the mitzvahs, when we're performing a mitzvah, then we're really missing the boat. This is what the Ramban is telling us. And the analogy that I like giving the mashal is, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with this mashal, is a person who is asked to bring a suitcase filled with diamonds to a friend of his. And this person is, receives a suitcase and starts schlepping the suitcase. And as he's walking, every step he's taking, he's sweating more and more and more. And at some point, he just feels like he can't continue. And And he's thinking to himself, how could this be? I was told that the suitcase is filled with diamonds. And I know that diamonds really aren't heavy. They're very light. And so he decides to open up the suitcase, and he finds that he was pulling rocks the entire time. And this is exactly it. It, Every mitzvah is really a diamond. And Lemaise, if the mitzvahs are heavy for us, and if they feel burdensome or cumbersome or just like a huge stress, then, Kanira, I'm not being the the mitzvah, properly, or I'm not really tapping into the kavana of the mitzvah. That's really what we have to ask ourselves with every mitzvah that we're performing, because every mitzvah is ultimately supposed to bring us to this connection. And it doesn't mean that a mitzvah isn't challenging or isn't maybe requiring a lot of energy and investment. And we know that according in, in Western society, Um, investment and challenge and uh, happiness, we'll call it, are contradictory. And we know that in Yiddishkeit it's exactly the opposite, that many times our greatest happiness really comes from something that was an investment or that was a challenge or whatever it is. So we just really have to ensure that we're tapping into this idea of making every single mitzvah a connection to Hashem and ensuring that it's bringing us to more of an and more of an emunah. When I teach um, mitach, uh, when I teach se mishpacha, I'm going to say to my callos, and now Bar Hashem, it's to married women, I always tell them that through the mitzvah, I really see Hashem. That through our body, you really see Hashem so we have this opportunity through every mitzvah that we're performing to really tap into this emunah mitachon tahasham So that's one, again, one understanding or one idea about the, the greatness and the, the godless of emunah b'tachon. Moving on also in to the to the middle of Parshas Basharach when Kla Yisrael are on the yam. So they have the mitrim. Cornering them from the back, and they have the Yamsuf right in front of them, and they're crying out, and they don't know what to do, and they're screaming to Moshe Rabbeinu, "We'd rather die. Why did you take us out from uh, Eretz Mitzrayim? We'd rather worship Mitzrayim than die in the desert." And Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Al tiroi se'atru esushuas Hashem." And then Hashem says to him in Pasok Tesvav, And the Orachim there asks so beautifully, Why is Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu to stop davening? Yesterday when we spoke about um Klai Yisrael, uh, davening, or, or any yid davening, we spoke about the fact that davening is a connection to Hashem and Hashem wants us to daven in any situation. We spoke about Adam HaRishon, um, with tefillah, that Hashem wanted his tefillah because it was a ma- manifestation of emunah that Hashem is the address for everything. And over here, Hashem Kevyechol is telling Moshe Benu something that's contradictory to our, our understanding, which is, don't daven right now. So the Orachaim explains that at this point in time, there was big Keturag in Shamayim because Klal Yisrael were B'memtash tuma and there was Amidas Hadin. And in order to activate the Midas HaRachamim, the koach of the Rachamim, he says as follows, Dabar Adnei Yisrael, so speak to Klal Yisrael, tell them to build up this emunah in their heart, as we said, the abudah of emunah is in the heart. Tell them to actually go into the yam before it splits. So they should go into the sea on the basis of emunah and bitachon. Hashem is actually going to perform a miracle. He's going to perform a miracle. This is what the Orchayim is saying, meaning the koach of bitachon is to actually turn something that's tevedik, something that's a niece, into something that's teva, meaning they're, they're Hashem is making this niece for Klai Yisrael, and he's doing this why because of their bitachon. So he's turning this into he turned the Yam into a Yabasha. He turned the water into dry land into dry ground. And this was in the s'chos of the bitachon. And he ends off over ze meaning this activates bitachon activates amidas harachamim. So we see over here the koach of bitachon is actually to turn something that was a din into rachamim, We see this also illustrated in the story of Rabbi Hanina Ben Dosa with his daughter. And the story is brought down in, I think it's Gemara Tainis. And it says as follows that Rabbi Hanina Ben Dosa's daughter lit her candles accidentally. Again, it wasn't intentionally, but it was accidentally. She took vinegar and she lit it. And she turns to her father and she says, Tati... I just lit the the candles with vinegar instead of oil. Our simple understanding is she was concerned that the vinegar wouldn't light. And we know that in the Gemara, Rabbi Chania Ben Dosa says, meaning what he was telling her is the Shemen and the Chomets don't have any intrinsic koach in and of themselves. The only koch that they have is the koch that Hashem is giving them. So if Hashem decides that the vinegar should have the same properties as the oil, then Hashem could do that. That's not a problem. Okay? And that's, in, in essence, what he was telling her, and that's a paschot pshat. I heard a beautiful idea, and I don't remember where I heard this from. And the idea is as follows, the daughter of Rabbi Hanina Ben grew up in a home of Amun Ambitachon. She grew up in uh, Gadol's home, and she obviously absorbed and imbued that Emun Ambitachon as well. So then what, in essence, was she asking her father? So what she was asking her father was, if I lit with vinegar and it's lighting, does that mean that it's actually detracting, that it's taking away, it's subtracting from my schuyos? Because we know that it says that whoever, whenever a niece is done for a person, it detracts, it takes away from their zechuyos. So Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, in essence was telling her that when a person has a muna mitachon, lemaise, it turns nis into teva, that no longer is it a nis that the vinegar is lighting. It turns it into Teva, and how can we understand that? Because if you think about it, if a person realizes that there is no nis in Teva, that it's all Hashem, we know that Teva, Bigimatra, Elokim, everything is equal for Hashem. Hashem Hashem could do anything, so whether this lights or that light, it doesn't make a difference. That's in essence what he was saying to her, that you're already bringing it into the realm of teva, and once it's in the realm of teva, it no longer takes away from your schuyos. That's also, it's a big idea, it's a big understanding of the koach of emunah and bitachon, to turn something that's kivyachal, a to really turn it into teva and to be poel on that. And this is the kavana. The kavana is that Hashem wants us to be connecting to Him through all of our mitzvahs. He wants us to realize that ultimately it should lead to a saints, to a tremendous hakar satov to Hashem. And to have this um, understanding in the heart, we'll call it, that Lamai said there is no nis or teva, that it's all Hashem. What I really uh, find gives me a lot of chizok is the nefesh Hachaim and the Inchar gimel parakeyot days. And what most of us, I think, are familiar with this nefesh ha it's really kadai to say this every day or in different situations or wherever, whenever you need a boost in a munam bitachon, and there are cards that are given out with this little um, section, and I'm also, so I'd like to read it out, and then I'm going to share something that Erickson Kenevsky told a friend of mine years ago. So he says as follows, hu inyan So there's a big skula, and it's an in Indian godol it's a big matter. Lahase alav achirim. So in order to remove any dinim or any other desires that exist, so none of these kochos could have any power over a person. They won't have any any impact on this person. So when a person fixes it, it's hard to say. So Hashem is the true God. The Ein Od is So there is no other koach in this world except for Hashem. So everything is filled with Hashem's presence. And a person nullifies in his heart entirely. So a person doesn't even notice or he doesn't have any tainas against any other koach in the world. He doesn't give it that and he cleaves to Hashem with his mind. So then Hashem carries through and he nullifies any kohos or any ritzonos in the world. That these kohos have, have no koach on the person. And he ends off, and this paragraph is a little bit less, uh, not as well known. So then this actually brings a koach for Hashem to carry out nisim that are the opposite of teva. Kivan why? Shemeshabed umedabeg toh emunas lavavu beemes baltimot raklo lisparach lavado. Why? Because a person is cleaving in his heart emuna lavavu in in the emuna of his heart only to Hashem. The etlo isparach kol shaveh and by Hashan everything is equal. Kol rega in any given moment. Lifol besidur ha'tava shakava or he pochsedah ha'tava. Meaning, by Hashem, everything is equal. And he says over here in the footnote that we know it says, Asa in Bamin Barakaf Aleph, when Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to make a snake, and Klausah had to look at the snake, and that's how they were saved. So Chazal over there asked, Chinachashmi, Chazal asked this in the Mishnah. Meaning, when Klai Israel were turning to Hashem, and they were enslaving the hearts to Hashem, meaning they were looking at the snake. And don't forget, a snake is one of the most dangerous animals out there. All it needs is to bite. And that's it, and the tiny little bite has enough poison to kill a person on the spot. So, by Christ, so looking at this nachash, knowing that this is kevyechol, the koach that the nachash has, but with that, im kolzeh, melibam, milibam, so they nullified it in their heart, so they totally dismissed any koach that this Nachash has. Why? Because they knew that the Nachash has no intrinsic Koach. <laughs> Excuse me. So they knew that this Nachash had no Koach in and of itself and they enslaved the hearts only to Hashem, him, And that's when Hashem Hashem sent them the refuah when they knew that it was not the Nachash. The Nachash had no Koach in and of itself. And what Reviton Kanevsky told a friend of mine uh, who was going through a very difficult time, that according to Teva, really what she was going through, nothing would happen the way that she wanted it to happen, the way she wanted it to carry out. Reviton Kenevsky told my friend to say this every single day and to strengthen her and bitachon in this so that she would really feel that it doesn't make a difference what the situation is, is that Hashem, in any situation, is called yachol. The situation is whatever Hashem wants it to be. And for Hashem, it's really all equal. And it's also known that um, the, uh, I think it was the Brisker Rav when he went through the war, he used to say, this nefesh And he said that it was in the tzchus of this nefesh achayim, really, that he was saved in the Holocaust. Why? Because he was able to tap into the Semun b'tachon when everything around him was being destroyed and Christ being annihilated and sent off to the camps and um he felt that this was really giving him this big chizok of connecting to Hashem through any situation so I think that this is really our our avodah, Amrits Hashem, for today, is to really tap into this, that Hashem could do anything for Hashem Teva, Ines Is totally equal How do we tap into it? So either we could really say this Nefeshachayim And it gives a big koach As we said The more a person speaks emuna, The more he's tapping into the emuna. And one of the women told me so beautifully In the series Matzei Shah That we had the Emunah series She's a photographer And she said That whenever she looks at uh, anything In life Scenery Or families Or whatever it is She always thinks to herself How would this look In a picture How would I set them up if I needed to take a picture of them now? Meaning the lens that she's always using is the lens of a photographer. And we know that when a person is immersed in something, that that's how he's viewing everything. On the muscle. when a person is working to acquire these le- these glasses, this lens of emunan bitachon, then that's how he's viewing everything. He's viewing any situation that he's going through with this um, perspective of emunan bitachon. I'd also like to share with you, there's a hotline called A Life of Bitachon, and you could call in. The number is 079-704-0068. And he has different fourths and different daily digests, but the extension that I really enjoy is the extension with songs, and it's extension you press zero, and then there are different songs. And the song that really I connected to most is 11, number 11. And the song is, That's what David Amalekh is saying to Hashem. Hashem, I'm always with you. You're always with me. You're holding my right hand. And the right hand, we know, symbolizes koach. It symbolizes any task or any project or any challenge that a person is going through. They're carrying out with their right hand. And that, in essence, is what David Amalekh is saying. He's not attributing anything to himself. He's saying, Hashem, this is only you, and you're holding me. You're carrying me through this situation, which sort of goes back to what we said about the Kagamul Ali Imo. So I think I'm going to end off over here. Again, my phone number is 054-846-1101. Hatzla Haraba.